Do you want to learn how to safely buy and securely store your Bitcoins? Coin Compass is running a free two-hour webinar on Sunday, the 19th of April. For session times and a register, go to coincompass.com forward slash webinar. So as a merchant, it doesn't really make any sense to accept Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies unless you're trying to be the new kid on the block, the cool kid on the block, that maybe you'll get some marketing or advertising out of it because, hey, my store accepts Bitcoin. This is a Bitcoin Basics podcast with your host Ferris, that's me, and Gordon from CoinCompass.com. We're Bitcoin advisors and educators supporting business and individual investors to safely buy, store, and control their private keys, Bitcoins. This podcast is strictly educational and is not intended to be financial, investment, or legal advice. Full disclaimer in the show notes and at the end of this episode. Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you may be, and welcome to another Bitcoin Basics podcast as we venture into um, 30 days of Bitcoin. And we are on to, are we on to day five, I believe, Gordon, is that correct? It is. And before we get started, the usual proof of recording, we are on block number 622.975, which equates to March the 26th, 2020. And the reason why we haven't changed our shirts is because we're recording a few podcasts in a row. (laughs) The current Bitcoin price is 6,634, at least according to Bitstamp. All right, Gordon. So can we load up today's question, please? Hey, guys. Great podcast. Thanks for taking our questions. In order for Bitcoin to really work in the future, do businesses need to adopt it? So, yeah, this is an interesting question. Um, I suppose what I'm asking myself is when the phrase is, in order for Bitcoin to really work in the future, um, I think the presumption is for Bitcoin to be used as a currency um, in businesses. So that's that's the how I think what I'll answer the question, is if um, they're presuming Bitcoin is to be used as a currency as far as a point of sale. Is that your take on it, Gordon? I, Matt, you've read my mind and people are not going to believe us because we, they think we chatted beforehand. I was thinking exactly the same thing. People talk about Bitcoin success or to work in the future. It's like, well, what, under what metric? As a currency, as a money, as a medium of exchange, mm. as a store of value? Under what? How are you evaluating the success or how Bitcoin works? Okay, so I think we've, we've tackled Bitcoin store of value a lot. Um, so let's talk about yeah the currency aspect and the um, yeah, business transaction of Bitcoin in this one. Um, so for it to work as a currency, um, I, yeah, I'd have to say yes, we would have to see businesses start to use it for it to be recognized as a currency. If businesses are not using it, then it would just be relegated to what gold is, which is a store of value. Um, even though gold can be used as a currency, people don't. They just they buy gold as a safe haven asset. So I would agree with that, that if you want Bitcoin to work as a currency, then yes, I do think businesses will have to get on board. And that's when you see it move from person to person to, okay, I can fill up my car with petrol, I can buy real estate. And we are seeing some transactions like that, aren't we, Gordon, as far as the larger transactions for Bitcoin? Larger transactions, you mean retail transactions? I'm thinking like six-figure transactions, like uh, apartments, 
yachts, cars? Yeah, uh, obviously not as much as um, a US dollar or any other foreign currency, but yeah, people have bought all kinds of stuff. And the number one purchase, I think, of Bitcoins was uh, in 2016 when people were buying Lamborghinis. When Lambo. <laughs> so actually, let me ask you this, Gordon. Um, why hasn't Bitcoin taken off in businesses? It's been around for 10 years, over 10 years now. Why hasn't Bitcoin been used that much in businesses? Good question. Um, I'm actually surprised that it hasn't already. Um, then again, think of it from a merchant's point of view. What do you need to set up? What kind of infrastructure do you need to have in order to set, accept Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies? So if you're a convenience store, for example, you're going to need to have some sort of payment gateway and you're going to need to have some sort of wallet. And whether that's you know a, an actual port of sale system or it could be on your phone or your uh, tablet. So you're going to have to have that. But then once you receive those Bitcoins, what are you going to do with it? Are you just going to leave it on the tablet? Are you going to use some of the custom payment gateways out there that converts Bitcoin straight back into US dollars or Australian dollars or whatever the national currency is? And then it kind of comes like, well, what's the point? What's the point of accepting Bitcoin? Because most merchants simply convert it from Bitcoin back into the national economy. So are you just trying to be cool to accept Bitcoin? But I think it's actually a practical reason. And the practical reason, one is they have to deal with wallets and they have to deal with um, the infrastructure of it. It's Nowadays, it's a lot easier, but it's still a hassle. And so the CEO or the, the owner of business might have set it up. But they're not there all the time, so they're going to have to train their staff on how to use it. And let's be honest, maybe only one person out of 100, and that's probably pretty generous, it might be one of every 500, is willing to pay in Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies. So as a merchant, it doesn't really make any sense to accept Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies unless you're trying to be the new kid on the block, the cool kid on the block, that maybe you'll get some marketing or advertising out of it because, hey, my store accepts Bitcoin. Stay informed with the state of Bitcoin and blockchain developments, news, and a comprehensive summary of price movements from technical and fundamental analysts with the Coin Corner monthly newsletter at coincompass.com forward slash newsletter. While you're there, check out all our social media, video guides, ebooks, and webinars at coincompass.com forward slash free. Yeah, and that's actually right with Gordon. I think the way it works with Bitcoin is if all you want to do is receive some Bitcoins, um, just it's uh, think of like an upside down L. Very, very steep learning curve. But then once you know what you're doing, there's no, no real surprise. It's very simple. You can do it within minutes. But it's just people need the time to learn a first, what is Bitcoin? How do I accept it? And then there's a whole bunch of other things like, well, tax, how do you pay tax at the end of the day and that kind of stuff. So as a business, there's just a lot more to do than oh, I'm just going to buy some Bitcoin and hold on to them long term. There is a lot more involved. But I think once that knowledge gap or yeah, um, decreases, I think you'll, you will see businesses get a lot more involved. But uh, I think there's still some time ahead. But from our perspective, it is a sort of valued story more than anything else. Yeah, I disagree with that a little bit, Faris. I think nowadays it's actually quite simple to accept Bitcoin. 
you know, um, you've just got a QR code and the person who wants to pay in Bitcoin knows how to use it anyway. So I think it is quite simple nowadays for a merchant to accept it. But there's really one reason why they won't, apart from the reasons that I specified before, that maybe only one out of every 500 customers wants to pay with Bitcoin. And that's mm. that, well, the, the convenience store or whatever, they can't pay their suppliers in Bitcoin. And so yeah. why on earth would you want to accept Bitcoin when you can't buy your goods, you can't transact with vendors or suppliers in that? So I really don't think Bitcoin adoption in terms of a currency will ever take off until suppliers and vendors and business to business transactions are done with Bitcoin. Yeah, I think, and what I meant with that, it's not the technology that's preventing them. It is the understanding of it. It's taking the time to learn about it because the technology is simple. And that's what I meant by the upside down now. It's the mental aspect of taking your time to learn it, getting used to, used to it. Once people put the initiative in, it's very simple. But yeah, you made me think, I think you'll see rather than person to business transactions, I think we'll see business to business transactions before we see person um, to business. So by that, I mean, I think you'll see large corporations um, using Bitcoin and trickling down to the smaller businesses eventually. Yeah, and that makes sense because, you know, two businesses transacting instead of having some complicated arrangement where you've got uh, purchases and loans and lending and, you know, fudging of the books between balancing and overnight loans and all this kind of stuff, you could use something like a cryptocurrency, which would uh, be valid on a blockchain and is transparent, but you don't actually need to um, reconcile any of those physical goods or actual currency yeah. itself between banks or any other institutions. So you could just... It's kind of like a peer-to-peer. -peer. You have a business-to-business peer-to-peer doing uh, doing business that way without a third party. So I can definitely see how that's going to go. Well, Gordon, we've hit our 10-minute uh, limit that we're trying to stay under here. So um, I don't know, do you want to, yeah, just wrap this up, summarize this in a couple of sentences for me. Sure. I want to end with um, an annoying answer. And the answer is it doesn't really matter if Bitcoin is not accepted as a currency because neither is gold. You can't walk into your 7-Eleven and pay for your uh, Pepsi, can of Pepsi, with a bar of gold. Mind you, if I was, a, if I was working at 7-Eleven and someone wanted to pay $2.20 with a bar of gold that's worth you know, one ounce of gold, I would definitely accept that as uh, payment, but that's another story. So that doesn't mean that gold failed. It just means that gold is not used as a currency. It's definitely a store of value. And when we look at Bitcoin, we're really looking at not really paying for coffee and petrol, which may come, but that may never, ever come. Bitcoin may never, ever be used as a currency. The real use case, at least in my mind, is to replace central banks. It is to get rid of that middleman, that third party. So if Bitcoin is never, ever used as a currency, but simply a store of value, then for me, it's still a success. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. Okay, Faris, I think we're getting better at actually making these podcasts shorter and shorter. I think by the end of day 30, we'll have a two-minute podcast. So <laughs> thanks again for uh, all your questions. Remember, coincompass.com slash ask. Share it around with your friends. Uh, have your friends ask questions. Or if you want to ask a follow-up question, if we haven't answered what you were really asking, um, feel free to ask another one. So 
Thanks again, Faris. Thanks for all your questions. Keep them coming and we will catch you on the flip side. Do you want to learn how to safely buy and securely store your Bitcoins? Coin Compass is running a free two-hour webinar on Sunday, the 19th of April. For session times and a register, go to coincompass.com forward slash webinar. Thanks for watching or listening. Please visit coincompass.com slash free to register to our socials and discover other free content. Subscribing, liking, and following helps this content remain ad-free. Until next time.